So what are some of the top privacy and security regulatory and legislative issues that the healthcare sector will be tackling in 2016? I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with privacy attorney Kirk Nara of law firm Wiley Rhine. Kirk will be describing some of the top privacy and security regulatory and legislative issues that he sees the healthcare sector facing in 2016. So now, Kirk, there was a variety of legislation that passed and proposed rulemaking that took place in 2015 that the healthcare sector will now have to deal with in 2016. That includes the Cybersecurity Act of 2015 that was signed into law late last year. Which is aimed at improving cyber information sharing between the private sector and the government. Any thoughts about how the Cybersecurity Act of 2015 will affect the healthcare sector the most? For instance, the Department of Health and Human Services has a task force to examine the cyber challenges and gaps in the healthcare sector. What do you think it's most likely to find? Well, cybersecurity is an interesting issue for the healthcare industry. I mean, cybersecurity is a set of concepts that deal with sort of overall protection of information systems, and it's a concept that applies to a, a broad range of industries that have sort of national security implications and real important overall societal implications. And the healthcare industry is certainly one of those, but it's also one of the industries that has its own set of Data security rules coming out of the HIPAA rules, and so it's actually a little bit odd that the healthcare industry has anything new to do coming out of this law. But that's been a focus of the law in terms of trying to deal with particular challenges facing the healthcare industry. The healthcare industry is treated in part of the law like everybody else, which is good in terms of information sharing and and sharing on certain kinds of risks. But then there are some particular provisions that are going to focus on examining where there are weaknesses in the healthcare industry and what can be done about it. And you know that's an important thing to do. It's a useful thing to do. One could argue that it's not a necessary thing to do automatically because you have all these existing principles. But I think there's been a lot of concern in the healthcare industry or about the healthcare industry because of some very substantial breaches, and you're also starting to see so much. Activity with healthcare information and healthcare treatment practices hitting so many different electronic points, and there's this fear that the industry hasn't necessarily been paying enough attention to some of these external threats. Other proposed changes expected this year involve the common rule. Very briefly, describe what the common rule is and why it's important to health data privacy and security, and what are the related changes that have been proposed. The common rule is a long-standing federal rule that essentially regulates the conduct of research activities in the context, particularly of federally funded research. It's not limited to healthcare situations, but the idea was originally to deal with things like you're a patient who's being approached to participate in a trial of an experimental drug. The common rule set out a whole bunch of regulations on. Informing you about what the risks of that drug might be, you know, to your health, and it was very much focused on your actual health. And it has evolved over the past few years in somewhat of a, a loose tension with the HIPAA privacy rules to incorporate privacy issues 
as well as those real health care issues. And so that rule has been in place for, I don't know, 30 years at this point, and it really hasn't been modified very much. It's a general set of principles that applies to most research activities. And so what the administration is proposing, and it's it's got a variety of agencies, I think there's 14 or 15 agencies that are involved in the proposed rulemaking, they're proposing essentially updates and modifications to the common rule. The general theme is to say that if there are situations where we can streamline or eliminate all the regulatory burdens of the common rule in situations where there are not concerns for patients, we're going to try to take those steps. And so what the rule has done is it's focused on situations particularly involving privacy and involving data rather than touching your body with a drug. They've looked at situations where they've concluded that the interests of individuals in the privacy of the data is either very small or essentially non-existent, and so they can streamline the regulatory rules that are in place in those situations. It's a very complicated proposal. It's very involved and technical, and there's a lot of details about particular kinds of projects. But in general, I think they've done a pretty good job of identifying particular situations where there are either very limited privacy interests or there are already protections to protect privacy interests and therefore have tried to narrow the additional burdens on top of that where there really isn't an offsetting benefit to privacy interests. So now if the proposals to the common rule are finalized, what will this mean for healthcare entities and business associates? Who's most likely to be impacted and what would they need to do to comply from a security and privacy perspective? Well, it's an interesting question in the sense that I'm not sure that the biggest impact is on either covered entities or business associates. It's really on people trying to do research who are often neither covered entities nor business associates. It's a little bit of a quirk of the privacy rules because, I mean, think about who's doing research. The people that are doing most research are people who are, you know, for example, a professor at a medical school might be doing research. They're not doing research for somebody else. They're not working for a hospital. They're not working for a health insurer, for example. And so the, the whole process has essentially been defined almost independently of the idea of covered entities and business associates. With that said, one of the situations that is addressed in this proposed rule is internal analytics that companies do using their own data. And basically, they've set out a process where if you're doing something that is essentially sounds like research, but what it's really doing is analyzing your own data to see if you can learn things from your own data, they're basically coming up with a proposal that says we're going to define that as not research, meaning it's not subject to the common rule. And that would be actually very consistent with the approach of HIPAA. But that's just one example where covered entities will have some additional flexibility in that area, although I think it's it's really a question of making the two rules consistent rather than giving them additional authority. So it's going to have a big impact on the kinds of activities that can go on that are like research And it's mainly going to have an effect on data-related research. It's not going to change, you know, if if, if I want to put a drug in your body or I want to try a particular kind of treatment on a patient, it's not going to change that very much because you're still going to need to go through all the informed consent and the, the requirements there. But where you're looking at analytics and you're looking at data, that's where they've streamlined it a little bit, where there are appropriate privacy and security protections in place. 
Now, under the 21st Century Cures Act that passed the House last year and is now at the Senate, there's also proposed changes to the HIPAA privacy rule so that basically it would be easier for some research sorts of uses of patient data. How does that kind of jive with what the common rule proposals are, and do they fit with each other, or are they kind of counter to each other, or are they complementary? The quick answer is yes, it's all of those. It's, a, it's actually very confusing. And I think there really hasn't been given enough thought in the 21st Century Cures Act to both the HIPAA changes and how they fit in with the common rule. The 21st Century Cures Act is a very, very broad piece of legislation dealing with all kinds of medical innovation issues and streamlining of the FDA approval process and things like that, and there's a couple of small provisions dealing with privacy, and my view is that those privacy provisions have not given been given enough attention. I don't think they're actually going to work to achieve the goals that the drafters have set out, and I don't think the drafters have put enough thought into how they link up with the common rule. For example, if you adopt some of the proposals that are in the bill to pass the House, covered entities will have much more authority to use and disclose data for research purposes, and in some situations may actually even be able to sell data to, for example, drug companies who are willing to pay for it under the HIPAA privacy rule that doesn't necessarily give anybody any authority under the common rule unless you also make changes in the common rule. So it's a little bit of a disconnect, and I'm sort of optimistic that if this bill makes its way through the Senate, that the Senate will actually clean up a lot of these privacy provisions. Because as I said, it was, it was sort of an afterthought in the House version of the bill, and there were so many other issues that are very important and got a lot of attention that the privacy piece was sort of ignored and I think really hasn't been handled very well. So now that brings me to President Obama's Precision Medicine Initiative. From a privacy and security perspective, what are we most likely to see happen this year as work on that effort advances? The Precision Medicine Initiative is essentially an enormous effort to gather personal data for particular kinds of research purposes. So it's a very particular kind of ongoing research project where the idea is to get a a lot of people, I think they're proposing trying to get a million people involved in efforts to develop personally tailored treatments, essentially driven by medical history, genetic history, et cetera, things like that. So that's the goal. And they have very much factored aggressive privacy and security protections into that proposal they're frankly much more aggressive privacy and security proposals than we see in almost every other setting. And so one of the challenges is going to be, I mean, it's sort of a a utopian version of privacy in a lot of ways. It talks about ongoing consultations with the individuals and making all kinds of data available to them and and working with them on a regular basis. It's just things that might work in this White House-driven initiative. It's not going to work in many, many other settings. And so I think the privacy protections for that program and security protections are very strong. The problem is they may be too strong and they may be too burdensome and they may be too difficult and unrealistic to implement in other settings. And so the concern that I have is we can't just say what works for this precision medicine initiative where we've got all kinds of staff and all kinds of resources. That won't necessarily work in a lot of other settings. 
So now some security experts have been calling upon the Department of Health and Human Services to update the HIPAA security rule, saying that the regulations were written so many years ago that it just has not kept up with changes in technology and the evolving landscape of cyber threats. What are your thoughts about this, and do you think there's any chance that the security rule would actually get updated? Maybe let's look at the last part uh, first, which is I think it's it's unlikely at this point that there's going to be meaningful updates to the HIPAA security rule. I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I mean, I think that in some ways, the HHS, when they were writing the security rule, actually anticipated all of those concerns. They developed a security rule that is very process-oriented and requires sort of ongoing and consistent reevaluation of information security risks. They did not dictate particular kinds, you know, they didn't dictate a specific encryption standard or a particular level of password protection or a particular technology for your firewall. And so the criticism that it's outdated sort of misses the point. I mean, the whole the whole idea is that they developed a process that you have to go through to implement appropriate security procedures. So on its face, it's something that actually is it forces the hospitals and the doctors and the health insurers and now business associates to themselves keep up with those ongoing changes. So you could certainly make a conclusion that says that process approach hasn't worked very well. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's a potential criticism. And you could say, we're going to abandon that approach and start over with something that's more prescriptive. But HHS was very reluctant to be too prescriptive because they knew that technology changes all the time. And so they didn't want to, in 2003, when they were writing this rule for the first time, dictate specific technology requirements based on 2003 technology because they knew that 10 or 5 or 2 years later, that would be outdated. And so I think they could certainly come out with new guidance. They could certainly come out with best practices. They could certainly do those kinds of things. But I don't think that there's really any need to revise the rule as long as people are actually doing what the rule tells you to do, which is keep pace yourself with your evolving business practices, evolving technology, and evolving security threats. Now, Kirk, are there any other top privacy and security issues from a regulatory or a legislative perspective that you think could impact the healthcare sector the most in 2016? I think the biggest issue in terms of trying to figure out what the solution is, and we don't at this point know whether it's legislative or regulatory or something else, is how to deal with essentially healthcare big data. And what I mean by that is this idea of big data, which is that all kinds of data is coming in from new and different kinds of sources, and we have new technology that allows us to collect and gather and store and analyze massive volumes of data. So big data itself is not limited in any way to the healthcare industry. But what we're seeing in the healthcare industry is we have a HIPAA privacy rule and HIPAA security rule which is very much focused on the data that comes from doctors and hospitals and health insurers. And what we're seeing through this overall concept of big data is 
healthcare data being gathered from all kinds of other sources that are outside of the normal go-to-your-doctor process. We're seeing you know, mobile apps and we're seeing the Fitbits of the world. We're seeing all these websites that collect information and our public you know, healthcare support organizations and things like that, wellness programs, a lot, most of which are not covered by the HIPAA privacy rule just because of the scope of that rule and who it applies to. And so the policy debate is, what are we going to do about all of this information that is healthcare information, but it's not subject to the HIPAA privacy rule? And so we're seeing lots of activity from regulatory agencies, HHS, the Office of the National Coordinator at HHS, the Federal Trade Commission, and others who are looking into this issue. And it hasn't yet gotten to a point where we've seen legislation We haven't really even gotten to a point where we've, even those regulatory agencies have identified solutions. They're now focused on identifying the problem. And the way I think about it right now is that there's a growing consensus that there is a problem that needs to be addressed, but no consensus whatsoever on exactly what the problem is or what the solutions are to address the problem. And so I think we're, what we're going to see in 2016 is a lot of debate and discussion and analysis on these issues, I doubt we're going to see real legislation. I just think we're not ready for that yet. We might see some guidance that could lead to proposed regulations and things like that. But I think it's just a hot topic for everybody to be thinking about. And for companies, they have to understand that this is a changing landscape and that there are real issues that are out there. And it's not clear to me that a lot of the companies who are dealing with this information are looking at this issue holistically and thinking about regulatory issues and compliance risk and public relations risk and data security and sort of all of the package of issues that needs to be addressed in this, again, this non-HIPAA healthcare big data situation. Thanks, Kirk. I've been speaking to attorney Kirk Nara. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.